0: Welcome to the Above the Rim Podcast, episode 12. Brought to you by your host, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. And I got another special guest this week. I got my boy, Hakeem Constantine, from the Simeon's House Organizations. Hawk, appreciate you coming through, my brother. Hey, Just, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime, my man. So, Hawk is here to talk hoops. Again, if you do, if you guys don't remember, Hawk was on episode two, my All Star preview. One of my audio goals, Stepping Stones. My man, you had an excellent episode, and I appreciate that, brother. You gave hella insights. Hey, well, you know what it is, just
1: we got great chemistry. So, there you go. Anytime
0: you got great chemistry with somebody, fireworks that happen. It <laughs> is. Anything's possible. <laughs> so Hawk. The playoffs this weekend, man. This is week two and week three of the NBA playoffs. It's a lot of stuff happening, man. It's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of big things happening. First thing, the main thing I think that's come out of this weekend was the injury bug. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot of teams that have had key injuries to their rosters. One of the main ones being Rayjean Rondo had a broken thumb. Blake Griffin, big toe injury. Kevin Durant, his calf injury. So, you know, I feel like the injury bug is playing another integral role in the playoffs. So how do you feel about injuries, man? Well, I think, unfortunately for some
1: teams, if they don't have the depth, it's going to make it very difficult to proceed in the playoffs. Mm. As you see with the Clippers, they're going to have their hands full. Well, they actually... Do they have do their have hands. Have yeah, they do have <laughs> With their the hands. With the Utah score. Jazz. With the Utah Jazz. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Chicago, Chicago was in charge of the series against Boston. Up two zero. Up 2 Now because of Rondo's play. Because of Rondo's play. He's a veteran. He's been to the playoffs before. And now they're tied two two, going back to Boston. Yeah. Because they don't have a real, true, natural veteran point guard. Yeah. So you know, injuries are taking its toll. I mean, it could yes. be. In part because the
0: season is too long, among other things. But sometimes injuries just happen. I'm glad you brought that up. You think the recent increase of injuries these past few years is because of the longevity of the season? The 82-game season? The how much they have to endure during the season? The traveling schedule? Absolutely. When you think about it, you got preseason. Then you also like have... Eight games. Absolutely. That's a lot.
1: Then you have a long regular season. Yeah. Which... You may have back-to-backs. A lot of back-to-backs. Four games and five nights. And then on top of that, you have longer playoff series. Yeah. I was always in favor of the first round or two being five games. Oh, great point. We don't need a seven-game first-round I like round the first-round five yeah.
0: games. What? I-, I wonder why they changed that, man. Well, I-, you I actually know, like
1: it. I believe it's a money thing. You know, yeah. you-, you get people to come to the arena Very a few true. more nights. You get a couple more games on television. So sometimes... When you're greedy for money, these are the things that
0: happen. You know? <laughs> That's very true. That's very true, man. So the Bulls, I mean, they sustained a huge injury with Rondo. I mean, actually, before we do, we have to give a shout-out to our boy Rail for oh, yeah. talk for, for predicting about playoff D-Wade oh, and yeah. playoff Jimmy Butler. Rel, I know you're listening. Shouts out to you for that. Oh, yeah. He's a diehard Chicago fan. Diehard Chicago fan. So he did... Tell us, watch out for those Bulls. That number eight seed is not going to go away lightly. So he was right about that. And the Bulls are putting up a hell of a fight. Rondo was a big loss to them. But now I feel like with Rondo's injury, I feel like Boston is going to take this series now. I feel like it's going to go seven in Boston, TD Garden. And I feel like Isaiah Thomas is going to come through in the seventh game. And they're going to take that series home. Who do you see winning that series, huh? Well... Just to
1: piggyback off of what you said, mm-hmm. if it goes seven games, and in game seven, I have to put my money on Isaiah Thomas, which he's a great talent, mm-hmm. or I have to put it on the bona fide future first ballot Hall of Famer, Dwayne okay. Wade, I got to go with D-Wade.
0: Oh, you got to go and play on D-Wade. He's
1: been there before. He has. Dwayne Wade has more... Season experience than the entire
0: Celtics roster. Thank you. I, I hope people know that stat about D Wade. Playoff D Wade, we're going to call him. Oh, yeah. Has more playoff minutes than the entire Celtics roster. That is a ridiculous stat, by the way. It means a lot. It, it means, definitely a lot. means a and lot. And then now you see how Rondo was performing in the playoffs. Now he knows how to playoff perform. You saw how he was. It's a different game in the yeah. playoffs. It's and a I different think, game in the playoffs. I'm going to say this now. I think D Wade was the best thing to ever happen to Jimmy Butler. I think he taught Jimmy Butler how to be a leader. He taught Jimmy Butler that killer instinct the same way he taught LeBron how to have that killer instinct when he was in Miami. I think he's taking Butler under his wing, and I think Butler has taken another leap forward this season. And big things are to come for Jimmy.
1: Absolutely. Even if Chicago doesn't come out victorious in this series, Jimmy Butler will walk away having gained a lot from this experience and also
0: playing with the future Hall of Famer in Dwayne Wade. Sure did. Also, the Blake in- Blake Griffin injury to my beloved Clippers. It hurt my heart. You know, last episode, I called for Blake's head. I'm still calling for it, but I got to chop it off. I mean, I'm a little upset about that Blake injury. I mean, I feel like our uh, championship chances are doomed. And maybe it's time to move on from Blake Griffin. I think this summer he's a free agent. He has a play option. I think he's an unrestricted free agent. And I think it's time, as me as a Clippers fan, it's time to let go of Blake Griffin. I think the writings of the wall are on the wall. And this big toe injury just let us know he can't be dependable. So, a la, you're looking for um, Carmelo Anthony to come to LA Clippers. That would be a good look. So, I mean, the Blake injury, you know, is devastating. To our Clippers, it is it is devastating. But you know, at the same time, as I said before,
1: injuries happen, and they when do. you when you don't have the depth as uh, Golden State Warriors, so to speak, yep. or even the Cleveland Cavaliers, you will be in trouble. You will Big be trouble. in trouble, and these things happen. And if the Clippers do decide to move on from Blake Griffin, hopefully, they can get a player who is just as productive yeah. as he is. Uh, I think, as far as the Clippers go. They just have bad timing. Yeah. It's we not have a bad. lot of bad luck as well. Yeah, it's it's bad luck and also bad timing. It's kinda like the Sacramento Kings of the, you know, yeah. early two thousands when they kept running into the Lakers. Yeah. Or the Portland Trailblazers teams who kept running into the Lakers. Yep. Sometimes you
0: just run into you Run into a juggernaut. You
1: run into a juggernaut yeah. and it's just not your time
0: and you can't get over the hump. I hundred percent agree with you. I got hundred percent agree. So this week. This weekend, I should say, Russell Westbrook. You know, they're having an interesting series with the Houston Rockets. He's down in the series. You know, he's been having sort of a hard time in this series. I mean, he's been getting his numbers, as he always does. Triple double. Triple double extraordinaire. MVP candidate against MVP candidate. Him against James Harden. Head to head. Head to head. And actually, James Harden has been outdueling him team wise in this series. But numbers wise, Russell Westbrook's numbers are better so he had a press conference after game 4 when the the Thunder were down 3-1 right so they had a little bit of of a collapse toward the end of the game oh yeah I did see that yeah so they had a little bit collapse so they lost the game at the end Russell Westbrook was a little agitated toward the end of the game and then he had a press conference with Steven Adams so Steven Adams is the center for the Oklahoma City Thunder yes And there was a little bit of controversy at the press conference. So Russell, uh, actually a reporter, asked a question to Russell. He brought up how his team performs when he's on the bench. He said, when you go to the bench and Steven Adams is on the floor with the second unit, the team doesn't perform as well. So he basically, I mean, you can say calling out, but not necessarily a call out. It was basically an observation that he was pointing out how the team Regresses in a way when Russell Westbrook is to the bench and Which Russell is Westbrook fair because is Very fair He's a reporter and that's his job is to gather news Legitimate question Journalists right? So Russell Westbrook I guess got offended that he asked about How they, the team performs when he's on the bench So he proceeded to interject Stephen Adams And answer for Stephen Adams So how you feel about There was a lot of flack that he got for How he treated the journalists and that the journalist never got to answer his question So how you feel about that?
1: Well, I believe he should get flack Because that's your job Win, lose, as or draw As a journalist? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, no That's his job oh, as a Russell. player Yeah, that's Russell Westbrook's job as a player Very true. Is to answer the questions Win, lose, or draw Yeah Win, lose, or draw You have to answer those questions You, As many times as Tim Duncan has lost games Playoff games buzzer beaters, He's never done that Now, to my knowledge, you look at Magic Johnson, Mm. Tony Parker, Chauncey Billups. Mm -hmm. Class is very important. Talk
0: about it!
1: Class is very important, and a lot of these guys have to realize that we live in an age where social media is rampant. Everything is on the Internet. Everything is on TV. So this is what the kids see. So that's why a lot of these kids nowadays in high school... And in college becomes so uncoachable yeah. because they think their game is as good as a Russell Westbrook and it's not, but they also adopt the attitude that he ah. has and it starts to become toxic, it starts to become poisonous. And now we have players like DeMarcus Cousins, who has never mm. won anything, but he gets three coaches
0: fired. Exactly. You see what you to piggyback on what you said, the main point you said about is the attitude, the attitude that Russell Westbrook is giving off. You know, the kids these days, they pay attention to these athletes. They pay attention to their mannerisms. They pay attention to their professionalism. They pay attention to how they carry themselves in the media and in the public eye. And every player is under intense scrutiny. Absolutely. And
1: taking it a step further, just look at some of the playoff rosters that we currently have. Yeah. There are a bunch of young players who are out the league, or even a bunch of older players who Hell. are no longer in the league because of their attitude. Mm-hmm. But you got guys like Richard Jefferson. And these players
0: got phased out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You you got players like Richard Jefferson. Yes. Channing Fry. Yes. Joe Johnson. Season vets. Season vets who are still making a living because mm-hmm. they're humble and they play the game. Jamal in the right- Crawford. Jamal Crawford. Tony Parker, Tony Parker. These guys, Zach Randolph, Zach Randolph, they, they Randolph. G- Vince Carter, hot. They these play are the excellent game. Excellent They play the game the right way the right and way. have the best attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm a great, uh, I'm I'm a very big Allen Iverson fan, mm-hmm. Stephon Marbury fan, mm-hmm. but I feel these guys were ran out of the league too mm-hmm. early, but it was because of how they dealt with the media. Ran out of the
0: league by who? By the media? Well, no, I
1: wouldn't say by the media, but sometimes when you have a certain reputation, you get blackballed for certain things. very true. So, you know, Allen Iverson probably even to this day can play better than, you know, some of these teams. He probably can still get you 10 or 15. Absolutely, but some teams may not want to deal with what was perceived as a bad attitude or as someone who was uncoachable. You know, when you look at Marbury, mm-hmm. he still was a good player when the Knicks let him go. Oh, yeah. But just having a headache, the attitude, being labeled uncoachable—he had problems from when he
0: first got into the league. Even he had problems with KG when he got drafted to Minnesota. Absolutely, that was one of the reasons why he was moved. He felt like he couldn't coexist. Absolutely, with KG. and I think you got to look at it from an owner's perspective.
1: When you're dealing with the product that's, you know, making you hundreds of millions of dollars, you want it to be as clean. Clear, crisp, yes, as possible. Yes. Even I'm a Knicks fan. We have Sasha Vujicic I don't really think he still can play. Not but at all. He exhibits great professionalism. Good. He's habits. a great veteran yeah, leadership. He's a great, great locker veteran, room leader. Great locker room leader, and he exhibits how the game should be played. True. So. When you have other players who mm-hmm. you invest millions of dollars in, younger players, you want them to see a good example. Of course. You know, so it's all about setting an example. Kind of mm-hmm. like the same way I do with my boys in
0: Simeon's house. Oh, yeah, It's just
1: setting an example.
0: Heard that. Talk about it. So, so, Russell, right? So, do you believe, I mean, I know he's having a hard time. You know, they say his teammates are not up to par. But do you feel like he trusts his teammates enough to win in this league? I mean... I don't feel like he does. I don't feel like he trusts him
1: enough. I wouldn't say that he doesn't trust him. I would say that he just trusts himself more. I mean, he's one of the greatest Which athletes. Which is a problem, though. Well, he's one of the greatest athletes on the planet. Yes, And, you know, sometimes if you're going to go down, you rather go down knowing that you gave it your all and you didn't put it in someone else's hands. Yeah. Like, we can say what we want to say about, you know... Um, Westbrook Westbrook. and how great LeBron is. Mm -hmm. But notice, LeBron didn't get a ring until he was playing with other great players. Of course. So it's easy to trust a a a great player. It's easy to trust another player who is just as good as you or better than you. Oh, most definitely. It's very difficult to trust a player who is maybe two or three levels below you.
0: Yes, you know? Very true, but still I feel like you have to empower your teammates sometimes. Like, for instance, in that game in the last game, uh Andre Robinson was getting hacker shacked basically. And I feel like, you know, he should have sat Robinson down and say, you know, sit him down for this game maybe because they lost the game because of that. But still, I feel like he I feel like the players on that team are a little nervous around Westbrook. I feel like they're not they don't feel like they're alpha enough to speak up for themselves. And Russell Westbrook, as I wrote down in Game 2, he took 43 shots. Game 2, he was 17 for 43. And he took 18 shots in the fourth quarter. Your point guard can't take 18 shots in the fourth quarter. And he shot 13 times in a row. Your point guard, to me, that's a a sign of losing faith in your teammates in a playoff series. You got to know that sometimes, like, say, for instance, Jordan, if he didn't trust Steve Kerr to make that three at the end of the – in the playoff series, if he didn't trust his teammates enough enough to do that, who knows, he might have lost the finals that year. Russell Westbrook, I feel like he's not – you can't take 18 fourth-quarter shots. You got to let Steven Adams touch the ball. You got to make him – you know, you got to make him feel well on the offensive end so he can work hard for you on the defensive end. But let end. me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. If Russell Westbrook doesn't take those shots, yeah. who does? You can, But he can Who'd... make a play for them. He can for draw who? on a double team and make a play for Oladipo. He can throw a, 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 a pick and roll for Steven Adams, as he, uh, as he always does, for Enos Kanter. Okay, stop Stop ah. right there. Yeah, Enos Kanter. On the
1: Depot, Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Keep shooting the ball. I don't give a damn. <laughs> Keep shooting the ball. And if you're going to go down, go down Allen Iverson style. Yeah. I'm going to take a lot of shots.
0: Okay. So you're fine with your point guard taking that many hey, shots. I'm
1: fine with the best player on my team taking that many shots. It was, ah, I it, disagree with there you. There were games when Shaq was 11 for 31 or 16. No, not for, Shaq Kobe was. No, well. If you check the stats, mm-hmm. there were some games where, you know, Shaq just, mm-hmm. you know, the, the baby hook wasn't working that yeah. night. Yeah,
0: some nights he had a bad night. You know, yeah. but the
1: fact of the matter is, is that at this point in this series, Harden has more to work with yeah. than Westbrook. And Westbrook has to work more hard. Yeah. You know, Westbrook okay. has to put in a lot more work. When, when you look at Harden... Eric Gordon, You can rely on... I mean, he
0: has better shooters on his roster. He has a lot of better scorers and shooters. He has a more complete roster. And also, veterans. Yes, he does have veterans. He does have veterans. That's very true. So also, in another series, the Bucks and Raptors, a few weeks ago, I've been telling y'all every week that the Raptors are sus. And I will continue to say the Raptors are sus, even if they advance against the Bucks and play against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They still will get dismantled, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're playing against Greek freak Giannis Attentacumpo. How do you pronounce that name? Attentacumpo. One more time. Attentacumpo. <laughs> Talk about it! <laughs> there we go, there we go. But yeah, so it's a coming out party for him, and he's been tearing apart those Raptors, man, and he's... Going to be a problem in this league going forward, man. He's he's, he's definitely creeping up on the second best player in the league. You never know. So, that series could go seven. I think that series is a pick 'em. That could go either way. It's so, up and down. Yeah, yeah. that's an up and down series. It's
1: a very up and down series.
0: Yeah. So, of course, the winner of that series will play my man, the King. The King <laughs> has eliminated. Indiana Pacers a quick four game sweep which is very disappointing by the way very disappointing so LeBron James does it again the king anything's possible you know wait let me ask you a question this what's is for you what's disappointing disappointing that the Pacers didn't put up enough of a fight in that series how could they they I could've mean, won a game I mean they one game uh, they couldn't well, they couldn't got you one I tell you
1: what Their best chance to win a game was probably game. Game one was probably game three three, when when they were up about, I believe, 25 points. Oh my, oh, that was an epic collapse. And you know, as as LeBron James spearheaded the comeback, he basically just took his hand out, put it in each member of the Indiana Pacers (laughs) chest. (laughs) And rip their heart out. He sure did, man. One by one. Slowly. One by one. Slowly. When you look at the paces, I mean, you know what? They're like a one man show. You yeah. know what I mean? It's basically.
0: They got a little bit of talent, though. Once
1: again, it's a one man show. It's basically, For the most part, yes. it's basically like an upgraded Knicks. Yeah. You know, poor George is like a. Uh, Good younger point. version of Melo. Good point. You know what I mean? Excellent point. Uh, and, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Excellent they, point. they were the seventh seed. So what did you really expect? You know, Cleveland I mean, could have been the first I, seed. I just
0: expected one game. I don't feel like that was too much to ask, No, nah, bring so, the brooms out. Yeah, bring the brooms. So LeBron, that was his, actually his 10th sweep in the best of seven series. That's a ridiculous stat. His 10th sweep. That's a lot. That's a sign of longevity. He's third, I think, second or third all-time in playoff points. So, we beg, I want to ask the question, is LeBron James, right? LeBron
1: James.
0: It's consistency being taken for granted because he is the king. Well,
1: I wouldn't say. Do you say, feel like it is? Well, it would only be taken for granted by those who who don't know the game. You know, true.
0: If, if, for the casual fan. Yeah,
1: for the casual fan. If the MVP award was given out to really the most valuable player, it'd be LeBron James. But every year. Every year. But obviously, you can't give the award to the same guy every year. But we have to appreciate and we also have to respect his greatness because. Oh, please. This is something like it's once in a lifetime,
0: you know? From generational talent. Generational I like talent.
1: I mean, well, when you look at our generation, I mean, we had Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. we had Kobe, Kobe, and now we transition into LeBron. LeBron James. And it's no way that you Face can dispute that. It's no way that you could dispute that. Not at all. You can talk about him leaving, coming back, having, he's just great. Yeah. And this series shows you. This it's, series shows it's you. There's some games that he just single handedly
0: won. Yes. That comeback, if, if you looked at that comeback like you like you brought up game three, the 20, I think they were down 25 or 26. But in that comeback, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love both were on the bench throughout that entire second half run. It was LeBron James playing with Deron Williams, Schumpert, Channing Frye, Richard Jefferson, Tristan Thompson, Did, Kyle Corver. There you have it. Here you have it. That shows you the LeBron James.
1: Yeah, I mean, it shows you the greatness, the greatness. that this man possesses. And we had to respect it because guess what? When it's gone, it's gone. And
0: people, I feel like people yeah. don't appreciate him right and now. They're not who, appreciating him.
1: Who's to say who's the next player to carry the league? Exactly. You know, that's I, up
0: in the debate. I don't for the know who,
1: who, who the next player is. Absolutely. It's up to debate. It can go maybe about. Five to ten Five. different directions Very true But right now can. We just have to respect his greatness And Love LeBron James <laughs> For what he does <laughs> right. And how he does it Oh you're so right You, you just gotta You don't have to king. like it But you gotta respect
0: you it You gotta respect it You gotta respect it Shouts out to the king Shouts out to the consistency And the longevity And the utmost professionalism That he shows day in and day out Class act Class act So Paul George is well Right. So since he got eliminated, there's a lot of, you know, controversy around Paul George with this being his last season in a Pacers uniform. He's still under contract for another year, but they looked to deal him during this deadline. They didn't. There's a lot of rumors going out with him going to the Lakers, maybe the Clippers, maybe the Celtics. There's a lot of teams that they got him out. So do you think, Hawk, in your opinion, this will be the last time you saw Paul George in a Pacers uniform? If I was uh, Larry Burry, uh GM, if I was a part of the
1: Indiana Pacers management, mm-hmm. I'd do everything in my power to try to keep Paul George, okay? If you trade him, what can you possibly get for? And if you want to trade him for Hard.
0: picks. <laughs> First I, I never like that philosophy. Yeah, dra- I never like that. philosophy. Draft
1: picks are not guaranteed. Thank A lot you. of draft picks don't They're pan out. They
0: never guaranteed.
1: Sometimes you just have to stand pat, it's luck of the draw, and trade other players or yes. trade your picks and yes. try to build around your best player. Hundred percent. It true. makes no sense in trading your best player mm-hmm. to then get developmental players. Mm-hmm. And now you're just starting this cycle over and over again. Yeah. You got to stand pat. Sometimes you just have to come to the realization that it is what it is. It is. And some
0: teams are what they are. But they're, they're nervous about him leaving next year as an unrestricted free agent with them getting nothing for him.
1: Well, if that's the case, mm-hmm. and
0: that's what they worried and about. And then
1: I put my GM hat back on. Put it back on. Nobody really wants to live in Indiana. Yeah. I'm a young Great guy. Point under 30 years old cuz i believe boy. he's under 30 yeah you know what? He's about 27 26 i'll try to make the best trade Wants possible him to a big market trade him to a big market mm-hmm. i'll see if i can get some
0: picks okay. and i'll just have to work him. So with you would trade him this summer from there yeah okay me i too. would i would have to i would i would let him go if i'm the paces i would let him go because i do feel like he's going to leave i
1: would have to High do chance. it unless he gives me a russell westbrook type commitment mm. where He has one or two years left, and he reads up and signs for additional years. If I don't
0: get that commitment, guess what, guy? You got to go. Very true. I know I called Paul George the second best player in the East. I think I'm going to stick by that, but I am questionable because I was worried about his leadership throughout the series. He did call out Lance Stevenson. He called out C.J. Miles for saying he needs to get the last shot. Then he took the last shot in Game 4, and he bricked it. And he was 5-for-20 in that elimination game. Those are not great numbers from your leader. So, I feel like Charles Paul George mentally checked out. So, it might be time for him to go. It might be time to start a new lead for the Pacers, get a new franchise Yeah, maybe. I mean, as I
1: said, as long as they can get something for him, I would do it. If not, I would try to trade
0: some of the pieces around him to convince him to stay. Oh, yes. Very true. Very true. So, as we know, Hawk is a resident Knicks fan. I love to hear his opinion <laughs> of how he feels about those Knicks. And those Knicks, hashtag Knicks tape, is in the news once again. This time with my man Carmelo Anthony, one of my favorite players in the league. My man Melo is wrapped around another scandal, but the problem is this time it has nothing to do with basketball. So if you didn't hear about the scandal, there's been rumors that uh, are coming out that him and his lovely wife Lala... They're going through a separation, going through a split, you know, in their private life, keyword private life, you know, they're going through a separation. So apparently there was some cheating rumors going around, you know, he slept with a stripper or a dancer or whatever you want to call it, you know, a.k.a. none of the public's business, right? So Hawk. so as an, and actually he's been getting a lot of flack for this and they're saying he really needs to go, that this is the nail in the coffin for Melo in New York. So Pac, as a Knicks fan, does this latest Mellow scandal affect your view of him on a personal and professional level? Is this the nail in the coffin for his Knicks tenure? Well, as far as if it
1: affects my view of him, Mm -hmm. no. It doesn't affect my view of him because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we don't know the facts. We don't know the facts. I I I don't sleep in his $5 million house. I don't drive his. <laughs> I don't drive his hundred thousand dollar car.
0: Talk about it.
1: You know, I don't have access to his phone or his wife's phone. So, thank you. Everything is just speculation. All I mean speculation. TMZ could put a story out and people would take it and run with it mm-hmm. and create whatever reality that they want to believe. Mm-hmm. So, as a person, no, it doesn't affect the way I look at him. And as a player, no, it definitely doesn't affect the way that I look at him. You know, sometimes things happen. Life happens, but you have to deal with life. But we're dealing with it as basketball fans. Yeah. And Do I think that this should be the nail on the
0: coffin for him? No. I think right. that we still... Well, you want Melo to stay in New York. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, because
1: right? yeah. unless we're going to trade him and get a top 10 pick, Got what you. are we going to trade him for?
0: They're saying draft picks. So Which awful. makes no
1: sense because now we're going
0: to leave a
1: 21, 22-year-old for Paszynski uh-huh. in charge of the NBA's one most, of the biggest
0: franchises. The NBA's one of the most lucrative franchises.
1: Wealthiest franchise, exactly. And a top you're gonna, a top three media market. You're gonna put that pressure on a 22 year old foreigner? Absolutely not. See, Absolutely. Dirk Nowitzki was was able to prosper because. He was in
0: Dallas mm-hmm. for all those years, but, and it, but it took him a long time, though. It, it, it took, took him a p- long time to develop into that leader, the franchise cornerstone. That but they he needed. didn't have
1: to deal with the pressures of the bright lights in the oh, big in a big city. Not at all. So now, when you put that pressure on a 22-year-old foreigner, mm-hmm. it's not fair. Not- and I think if Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson does do that, he'll be doing the Knicks fans. The organization A disservice And himself And his credibility A total disservice mm-hmm. Because trade him Get him out of town To who And
0: to where And for what yeah. I mean I don't see The Knicks getting back A good enough package To warrant trading him Absolutely Be- Because he Remember both Phil Jackson This is Phil Jackson's fault Because he lowered Melo's trade value By talking bad about his franchise cornerstone in, t- in the media. Phil Jackson is one of the
1: greatest coaches of all time and one of the worst GMs of all
0: time. Talk I, about it. Yeah.
1: One of the worst. If I was Phil Jackson, what I would do is I would look at the Celtics blueprint from maybe about, what is that, 10 years back mm-hmm. when they had an aging star in Paul Pierce mm-hmm. and they brought along Ray Allen and they brought along 2008, 2009. Kevin Garnett yes. and then they had Rondo that's what we need to do. We have an aging so star in So you're thinking a rebuild. Mello. Exactly, a, a rebuild. rebuild. A retool. A retool. We Boom. have an aging star in Mellow. We have Great Pazengas choice. who is a budding star. A, a budding star. And in his third year, he's ready to average over 20 points a yes. game. We have, we're we going to have a top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. And we also have, even though it's not a lot, we have a little bit of money to spend in free agency. True. So what we can do is we can be
0: competitive. I, I feel like the Knicks should retool. Yeah. Instead of do a total rebuild, and now back basically you're, you're starting in the lottery again, which you are currently.
1: And then now, if you do do that, if you do decide to completely rebuild, Pazingas will be up for free agency in two years, and yeah. he say, you know what, to hell with this, I'm going to go play with the Spurs. Uh, thank you. I was play play just getting ready else. to make that Look point. Look at David think, Ulrich.
0: Yeah, the way... Phil Jackson has been treating Melo in the media.
1: Excuse me, mm. Lamarcus Aldridge.
0: Lamarcus, Mar- yeah. <laughs> La <laughs> the way Phil Jackson has been treating Melo, and the way the Knicks organization have been treating Melo as a whole in the public eye, I feel like affects Kristaps Porzingis when he might be able to come off his rookie contract, and he and he may be basically he will rethink if he wants to resign because he feels like this organization might not have my back. They might not. Be behind me like I thought. Say, for instance, I mess up. Say, for instance, I get injured two years in a row. Absolutely. Will the fans turn on me? Will the organization turn on me like they did on Mello? It's
1: completely disgusting, it's disgusting. as a Knicks fan to watch how they treat their players. Yeah, it's they, disgusting. Mr. O- Mr. Oak? Oakley. Free Oak. They're trying to get rid of Mello. The way that they traded so and disrespected so Patrick Ewan. They got rid of Mark Jackson in the prime of his career. So I mean... What the Knicks should do is take a page out of the Yankees, mm. Yankees playbook. Mm. Respect your legends.
0: Respect,
1: your respect those. those rule. Exactly. Respect those who put their blood, sweat, and tears yes. on the line for you day in, day out. Derek Jeter, even though towards the end of his career, he couldn't do half the things that he did before. Oh, yeah, yeah. They didn't even think about trading. he
0: was an aging veteran, and they let him ride out
1: his career. Absolutely. Ride out his career. Absolutely. A-Rod, they found a way to let him walk off into the sunset. Yes. Put him as a coach. Yes. But you never disrespect your legends. You know why? Because... Those who come after the legends look and say, uh-uh, I don't want to be a part of that. Oh, so that's, that's why true. people don't want to come here, because they say, if you do that to Carmelo...
0: This affects free agency. What are you going to do to me? Exactly. What are a you going to do, do no to me? A lesser no name. A lesser no name. Carmelo's one of the big fish in the NBA, and if you can do that to him, you can basically do that to anybody. That's why, in the past season, they didn't get LaMarcus Holdridge. Didn't want to come to the Knicks. He chose the Spurs instead. i He didn't you like what. what was going on.
1: People of New York and a, a lot of analysts and mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. they're not really going to appreciate what Carmelo brought to the Knicks mm-hmm. until he goes somewhere else Yeah, with better talent, with better management, and better coaches. This
0: always happens to the Knicks, though, so if you think yeah. about it. A lot of players, after they let go of the Knicks, they go prosper yeah. in another franchise. Absolutely. So many names.
1: Absolutely, because you know what? The Knicks, the Knicks set set their franchise up for failure yeah. by hiring the wrong coaches, bringing in the wrong players, bringing in the wrong GMs, yeah. and, you know, so it goes. So the story goes. continues. So, hashtag you Knicks know, Tape. Hashtag Knicks Tape. I hope they keep Mellow. I hope they hang on to Pazingas, mm-hmm. draft somebody, in this deep draft with the top 10 yeah, pick and draft. sign a couple of free agents and at least be competitive.
0: Competitive is
1: amazing. Be competitive. Least, uh, gotta give me a playoff berth by now. Be competitive for seven,
0: now. Eight, six, seven, eight yeah. seed will be
1: all right. Be competitive for wow. now and aim for a championship in three to five years. Yeah. Just because Melo doesn't win a ring, that doesn't make his career yeah. a failure. Exactly. Charles Barkley exactly. isn't a failure. Exactly. Carl Malone isn't a failure. Not at John all. Stockton isn't a failure. Not at all. Sometimes you just run into. You know, Listen, wrong I called, I called
0: a few episodes back, I called Mello the most talented Nick of all time, talent wise. Okay. Meaning his talent wise top to bottom. I feel like he was still more talented than Ewing, more talented than Clyde the Glide and Willow Street. I just feel like he has the most talent. He just didn't have the proper pieces around him in order to succeed. So absolutely. It's a shame. Not. Absolutely. So not. I feel like honestly I want Mello to go because I want better for Melo. And I want him to know prosper. I want a championship on Melo's hand, you yeah. know? And this that, scandal absolutely. has no effect on, on anything. I hold my views about Mellow. Mello, that's your private life. You handle your business, my brother. That's in it. A, in the public eye. Get your wife back. You guys are separated. It happens, you know? Hey, that's Get the life. lady back and keep pushing. That's it. That's it. Keep it pushing. So another topic I wanted to talk about this week. I want to talk about if which players deserve a statue when their careers are up. Ooh. There's a few... Veterans, You know, some are in the league, some are out the league still. And, you know, actually, I got to give a shout-out to my man DeAndre for submitting a great topic to me. Mm. He said, said, "Just, you should talk about this topic on your next podcast, so I appreciate you. Shout-out to you, DeAndre, for that. All
1: right, DeAndre.
0: Listeners as well, if you have topics, please send it to me, JustinLee867 at Yahoo.com, or find me on Twitter at AboveTheRimPodcast. Send me your questions or topics that you would love to hear. So shout out to DeAndre for that. So I'm going to go through a couple players and you tell me, Hawk, if you feel these players deserve a statue when their career is up. The first person who brought this up is Chris Ball. He had an article He was saying that he would love to have a statue in LA being one of the most prominent figures in Clipper history so far. So do you feel like CP3 deserves a statue when his career is up? I think if The Clippers were any other team Mm
1: -hmm. and this was Chris Paul's second team Mm -hmm. I would say no he you know I mean he had a great career Mm -hmm. and stuff like that Mm -hmm. he didn't deserve it but being that it's the Clippers Mm -hmm. historically one of the worst franchises Franchises. in NBA history by him getting a statue he can possibly be an ambassador for the future, yes. the same way Magic Johnson is for the Lakers. Back, the Lakers have all the accolades, right? There. Absolutely. Mm. So the same way how Magic Johnson can also yes. can always reach back and touch old Lakers and recruit new guys, Chris Paul can now be that face for the Clippers. Of course. So exactly. that may help solidify, Franchise yeah, face. absolutely. That may help solidify him as the face of the Clippers. Yes. Because when you really think about it, mm-hmm. who who do you think about being the face of the Clippers when you think of the Clippers? You don't really have it. Like they've Danny had Danny so, Manning, yeah. they had I mean Michael
0: i I'm over Candy Candy. They've had him. so many terrible so many, yeah. draft picks over yes, the years. They've so had many. so
1: many terrible teams, so many scandals. Donald they Sterling. A prom- Donald Sterling or, scandal. They need a prominent Donald Sterling. They need a prominent. A lot figure. of drama. So yeah. they, they need someone who can carry them over the next 10 years yes. to keep
0: the culture going. And they, and since CP3 has got there, they made the playoffs every year and it's been a 50-win team six consecutive seasons. So that's, in the Clippers franchise, that's a win. Absolutely. That's a sign of longevity. Six straight years being 50-plus wins and getting in the playoffs, that's, that's a win. A lot of franchises can't say that.
1: And once you set the tone and you set the culture, true. it will be respected. Yes. So now the Very Clippers, true. you know, even though they are looked at as the second team in L.A. Yeah, the JV roster to L.A. Absolutely. If they have someone to solidify them in the coming years, a la a Chris Paul, mm-hmm. that can go a long way as far as recruiting free agents. True. Because it was a time where the Clippers couldn't give away money. Yeah. They couldn't give away contracts. True. So, you know, Very I would, true, uh, as a Clipper, I would give CP3 okay. a statue.
0: So would I. For,
1: for that point alone. Not okay. because of what... He's done on the court, mm-hmm. but for all the other reasons... Got you. ...in addition got to you. what he's done as and a player, And they're all of. legitimate reasons. Absolutely. I 100%
0: agree with you. I would give Chris Paul a statue. Next, we're going to run through these choices rather quickly. Russell Westbrook, an interesting one. Since uh-huh. he re-signed with Oklahoma City Thunder, I feel he might try to end his career in Oklahoma City Thunder. And say, for instance, he does end his career, career with Oklahoma City. Do you feel like he should get a statue? Well, if he does end
1: mm-hmm. his career... As a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder, mm-hmm. that's also something that you know team officials can think about because that's
0: something unheard of nowadays.
1: Basically, Kevin Durant will be not completely wiped off, but mm-hmm. he will be known as He'll the be guy a forgotten figure. Yeah, Russell Westbrook will be known as the guy who stuck around, stuck and around, and who yes. made the franchise yes. left an impact yep. on the franchise, and also made his presence known and stamped
0: a place in history with that franchise. So, So statue, yes or no? Yes. Alright, I got yes as well. I feel like he should get one if he ends his career. there. Next up, is a fairly easy one for me. LeBron James. James. The king. Do you feel like he deserves a statue in Cleveland? One more time. One more time. Do you feel like he deserves a statue in Cleveland as well as Miami? Or one or the other? No, well... Not in Miami, but okay. what I would say is this: is
1: when you look, <laughs> <laughs> when you look at when LeBron first left mm-hmm. Cleveland, people were burning Jersey. Burning Jersey. People were upset. People were crying. <laughs> but facts. not only that, a lot of the businesses suffered yeah. around the stadium. Oh, he brought a big economic
0: boom absolutely
1: in the downtown area. So when he came back. That whole area where a lot of businesses, bars, and restaurants went bankrupt, that yes. whole area
0: was rejuvenated, revitalized. You know what? You, that that tells me what you're saying. That tells me he was more than just a basketball. More player. than basketball, he was an ambassador to an, the whole Cleveland, Akron, Ohio area. Absolutely. And aside from
1: what he's done on the court, aside from bringing revenue in off the court for local bars and businesses, the stuff that he does with providing scholarships, different foundations, giving back, just being, you know, a uh, 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 ambassador yeah. of where he came from, of mm-hmm. his community. Even if even if uh, the Cavs don't give it to him, the city of Cleveland will give
0: it to him. Yes. They because it's bigger than basketball. He's definitely earned that. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Next up, fairly easy for me as well. Oh, also, also, I think LeBron's getting a statue in Cleveland. Next up, I'm in D. Wade. D-Wade and Miami Heat. Does he deserve a statue?
1: Well, when you think of
0: Miami no statues Heat... statues in Miami right
1: now, by the way. Well, when you think of Miami Heat, you think of D-Wade, but you also think of Alonzo Mourner. You do. So Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway. But it has to be some combination of the sort because Alonzo Mourner brought credibility to that franchise. Yes, yes. You know, he brought credibility to so that did. franchise. he went to the conference finals. Absolutely. So, he, he first should get a Wait, statue. Wait, so are you saying
0: a, Alonzo Mourning should get a statue over D-Wade? I would say if you had to flip a coin. Yeah, you had to choose between those two. They only got room for one. D-Wade? You gotta D. go... Wade?
1: You, you okay. got to go with Alonzo because. Ooh, you would go Alonzo over Yeah, because okay. Al- Al- Alonzo set the culture. Okay. Alonzo set the culture okay. for I can't for Miami. You, you know, Alonzo. But no championships. Though. Is, sometimes it's not about the ring. Gotcha. Think about it. It's thirty-two right. teams. It's only one winner. If if you know, every team rotated and got a ring every year, that means it's one winner every thirty-two years. You know how long that is? Yeah. That's a lifetime.
0: It is. But uh, D-Wade, I mean, um, I, I like that you brought up Alonzo because he does still work in the organization. He's one of the top advisors to Pat Riley, the president of basketball operations. So he does have a, still have an integral part of the Miami Heat organization. So you're right. He was a beloved figure out there in South Beach. Absolutely. He paved the way. Yeah. But I would still give D-Wade a statue. I think D-Wade, I mean, it's called Wade County, you know. Absolutely. So I, I, I would give D-weighted statue I think he's earned The right To have a statue Out there in Miami So next up Tim Duncan What do you think Statue That's an easy one for me I think yes
1: I mean yeah You can give him a statue But now David Robinson you thinking But now It starts to become tricky Because it's like What becomes the criteria
0: Is it rings Is it how well you played And then I think rings And leadership And ambassador uh Capabilities I mean
1: Longevity if I had to say, mm, yeah, okay. i give them a statue. I honestly think for certain organizations, they should do it how the Yankees do it, which is just make like a monument park where multiple people have
0: accolades and multiple people are recognized. Gotcha. Kobe, we're going to run through these fast. Kobe, statue, yes or no? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go Kobe. yes for Kobe, but I think he's earned it. Dr. Visky in the Mavs. Oh yes. He Most made definitely. He, he made Dallas Mavericks very that's credible. That's easy for me. So that's the face of Dallas. Face of Dallas. Face of and Dallas. And I'm gonna ask you, is there any Nick you'll <laughs> possibly give a statue to? Any Nick? Well,
1: me personally, because it was my era, Mm -hmm. I got to say Patrick Yorn. Okay, you'll give Patrick. I got to say Patrick Yorn,
0: you know, because
1: not only did he battle on the court, but he dealt with a lot of crap from the media, and he never flinched. He never flinched, and he gave it his heart and soul. And as a Knicks
0: fan, that's all you want. You heard it here first. Statue to the garden Pat Ewing Number 33 <laughs> Number 33 baby You know that AKA I sweat too much Before the game <laughs> Patrick Ewing was drenched Before each game That's man. that hard work That's man. the hard work man That's that Jamaica sweat He was giving it <laughs> <laughs> Dehydrated, Exactly Shouts out to Pat So now we're gonna get into Our weekly Crossover segment Not
1: a game Not a game Not a game We talking about
0: Talking about practice So the crossover segment For those who don't know I'll be throwing out Player comparisons My guests will act as a GM And they will tell me Who they will take Out of the tro- out of the two choices In their primes So the guest doesn't know These choices They're carefully selected By yours truly So we're gonna run these through First up Got The miniature man We got Isaiah Thomas, 5'9", dynamite. Isaiah Thomas from the Boston Celtics. 19 points, career averages, 19 points per game, two rebounds, five assists, one steal, 44% from the floor, two-time All-Star against Gilbert Arenas from the Washington Wizards. Gilbert Arenas, 20 points per game, four rebounds, five assists, one steal, 42% from the floor, three-time All-Star, one-time most improved. Gilbert Arenas in his prime or Isaiah Thomas in his prime? Who you got? Gilbert Arenas from the Wizards. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. That's easy. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. That's are, you, are, are you sleeping on, on, on Gilbert Arenas How he was dropping buckets? No, I'm not sleeping
1: on okay. Gilbert Arenas, but there are players who, you know, okay. do have a good two to three seasons of lighting the scoreboard up. True. We're talking about he was consistency, great scorer. toughness, Hard work The intangibles The intangibles yeah. The things that don't show up on the stat sheet So mm. we going with Isaiah Thomas Going with
0: Isaiah Thomas I'm going with Isaiah Thomas as well I think Isaiah Thomas is the better leader I think he does bring those intangibles As you spoke on And I think Gilbert Arenas only had a, you know, a few good years And then he did a little stupidity with him getting suspended For bringing a gun into the locker room All that nonsense that he did So in his prom, talent wise I'm taking Isaiah Thomas I think he's more Excuse me, more of a bulldog. More of a bulldog. And I love how he galvanizes his teammates. And his teammates rally around him Absolutely. as they have this playoff series with the passing of his sister. They rallied around him. So that shows you leadership there and how his teammates feel about him. Next up, are you taking Kawhi Leonard in his prom? Or are you taking Scottie Pippen in his prom? Kawhi Leonard, career averages. 16 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steal. 49% from the floor, one-time champ, one-time finals MVP, two-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA. Scotty Pip, 16 points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, 47% from the floor, six-time champ, seven-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, eight-time All-Defense. You got Scotty Pip, or you got Kawhi Leonard?
1: Well, I'm going to take... St- I'm, I'll go with Scottie Pippen for the simple fact okay. I think Kawhi Leonard, he's still in his prime. Yes. So he still has maybe another
0: four years mm-hmm. for us to even compare him and Scotty. But it's just talent-wise now. If you were a GM, you put your GM hat on, Kawhi Leonard's in his prime right now. Scottie Pippen in his prime during the Jordan years. If you had a choice between the two, who you choosing? We know Scotty had the better career so far. If, you got those if I
1: t- if I just had to go player for player, mm-hmm. then
0: I gotta go with Kawhi. Oh, you gotta go with Kawhi.
1: Because of okay. his explosiveness on mm. the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And you know, he's not too shabby on defense either. Oh. You know, he's too not too shabby. Of yeah. Absolutely. So he's already been defensive player of the year. So he's basically a two way threat. Oh yes. Not to say Scotty couldn't score mm-hmm. but Kawhi is a more lethal offensive weapon. He can pop off for 30 I love or 40 his step back. He could at any you.
0: time. At any time. He has a and he's he's still elevated developing his game. More. He's still developing. He's elevated his game under the tutelage of the great Coach Popovich, you know? He's definitely elevated his game. Time. One of the greatest man. He's definitely clutch. People love to say that Kawhi is not clutch. He's very clutch. He comes up when the team needs him the most. And he's carrying that Spurs franchise right now. He's took the torch lovely from Tim Duncan. So, me, in the proms, I'm actually going to go Scottie Pippen. It's a tough choice for me, but talent—I mean, honestly, that's a very hard choice. I might go Scottie Pippen just because I feel like Scottie Pippen could play more of a point guard role, more than Kawhi Leonard. I feel like he can control an offense, and Kawhi Leonard still has skills to develop, like, as as to what you said as well. But talent-wise— I think I'm gonna go Scotty because he had the versatility as Kawhi has, but he also could control an offense. Okay. So I'm gonna give him the nod for that particular reason.
1: Yeah, uh, man, that's a coin
0: toss. Yeah, you that's a, definitely a coin toss. Yeah, that's a coin toss. Next up, we got Yao Ming of the Houston Rockets in his prom, or you got Dwight Howard in his prime. Yao Ming, 19 points per game, nine rebounds, one assist, two blocks. 52% eight time All Star, Dwight Howard. 17 points, 12 and a half rebounds, one and a half assists, two blocks, one steal. 58% eight time All Star, five time NBA, three time Defensive Player of the Year. You got Yao Ming or you got Dwight Howard in his prime? GM. GM Hawk.
1: If I had to choose, I would go where? With- Tough one? Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. You know what? You want me to go first? I go with Yao Ming.
0: Oh, you go with Yao Ming? I go with Yao Ming. Okay. I was
1: getting ready to say Dwight (laughs) Howard. I saw you
0: was about to say Dwight. I was getting ready
1: to say Uh Dwight Howard, but then when I closed my eyes, I thought about Yao Ming. Had a sweet baby jump
0: shot Oh, he had a nice so little turnaround 15 to, 15 to 20 footer
1: 15 to 20 footer, mm-hmm. you know, mid-range, forget about it oh, You yeah. know, a lot of times for Dwight Howard Even though he's more of like a, an above the rim player He's he's basically restricted to the paint yes. Which is dunks and putbacks Yes And he can't Pick shoot free rolls. throws
0: And he can't shoot and free he throws can't. Oh my, great point Yao Ming was good at the line. That's exactly why I'm gonna give Yao Ming the nod because of his free throw shooting and his elevated touch for a big man. He had a great touch for a big man, so I'm gonna go Yao Ming as well. And he was no slouch on the defensive end. He was controlling that paint. Absolutely, man. You know, Just injuries took a toll on
1: unfortunately, him. Unfortunately, man. Unfortunate injuries. Injuries. You That's know, on they y'all. don't. They don't have a name on it. You know, <laughs>
0: they sure don't. They sure don't. Injuries can hit anybody at any time. Anybody so. at any time. So that, was, you know. that, that was terrible for y'all, but I wanted big things for y'all, man. Yeah, me big too, man. He was, he was on a come up on that. He used to rock with Stevie Franchise. He had some good battles with Shaq. Definitely had some great battles with Shaq. Shaq was a little upset that he was oh, taking yeah. his shine a little bit at that he gave, time. He gave Shaq a handful multiple sure times. He sure did. Oh, yeah. Did. He sure did. So that's the crossover segment right there. So as you know As I told you before My brother Hakeem Constantine Is a founder Of the Simeon's House Organization If you recall He was on episode 2 Letting us know About the Simeon's House Organization So make sure you guys Check that out This intro On episode 2 So this weekend You took the kids out You took one of your One of your students A couple of your students Excuse me yeah. To the car show So tell us about that
1: Well yeah uh, This past weekend mm-hmm. uh, You know we got A sponsorship And uh I took some of the kids. Talk about (laughs) it. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I, I got a sponsorship uh, thanks to uh, Eddie Gazillo uh, and the folks over at the Javits Center. And uh, I I took maybe about uh, five kids and we went to see uh, the International Car Show. And it was a wonderful experience, you know, just taking them there, having them sit inside the cars and, basically set the vision, mm-hmm. you know. We went there, we saw Mercedes-Benz, Maserati, mm-hmm. Toyota, Kia, any <laughs> any car that you could think of. And as I went around with these young men to the cars, I encouraged them to touch it, wow. to get inside of the car. So it was a great learning experience. Great learning experience, but also, it's important to set the vision yes. inside of their heads that listen, with hard work, dedication, Candidate. and planning, you can be driving this one day. You can be driving this one day. Sure so it's not really far-fetched. You can do it. Mm-hmm. So as we walked around, just watching these kids and watching their facial expressions change, and just watching them just say, wow, look at this car. Mm-hmm. Look at that car. Cars that they never seen. And well, what are the ages of the kids? that you've been, Are they all different? Well, the kids that I took were 16 okay. to 18. Okay. But the organization is from 14 to 18.
0: From 14 to 18.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I took. Uh, well, tell tell the people again what a, what Simeon's House organization is. Well, there we go. Uh, Simeon's House uh, mm-hmm. is an organization that I founded in memory of my grandfather Simeon Constantine. And uh, it's an organization that helps minority teenage boys gain life skills as they enter into manhood. So financial advisement, Mm self-development, community service. Mm -hmm. You know, just getting kids to think about what's the next step after high school. Ah, You know, preparing them for manhood. A lot of kids don't think bigger picture these days. Absolutely. And for us, the reason why I started the organization is because my grandfather and my father... They set the culture for me yeah you cool. know what i mean they set the vision for me mm-hmm. on what a man should be
0: yeah how a man should be responsible that's what i feel like a lot of the youth is lacking these days they're lacking a, uh, a guidance you know a general a man to look forth and say oh i can look to him as a leader i can look to him for a leadership role or a mentor role absolutely a, a lot of kids a lot of children these days these day and age they're not Always given that luxury of having a father figure, or having someone they can look up to, to tell them about the ups and downs of going through life—some things that the school can't teach you. That's true. Life Absolutely, and I, I think I think it's up to us as young men
1: and young women to Very give true. back to our community. A lot of times to. we think that, oh, you gotta have a million dollars to give back. No, you could give back time. You can give back knowledge Say that again You can give A lot of times we think Because we don't have a lot of money We can't give back But we can give back time We can give back knowledge We can give back experience You see the Uh, thing about life is that We don't have enough time to experience everything ourselves Yeah We're not going to have enough time Yeah, there's never enough time in the day So what we have to do is We have to learn from others' mistakes Yes We have to learn from others' mistakes so we don't have to go through it. Yes. If we have to go through what your brother went through or what your right-hand man went through, that's a waste of time. It sure is. If two people are
0: going through the same exact thing. Exactly. Why not teach them the right way to go?
1: So my whole purpose of working with these boys is to say, hey, listen, young fella, I went through that before. Yes. I know how this feels not to have this person in your life. Or I know how it feels to not have. Or I know how it feels to feel like no one understands you, mm-hmm. you know? So I tell them, I said, listen, if you need me, call me. You know, anything that I could do, of course. I'm here. And that's what we have to do, especially as— about great men, too. Absolutely. That's what we have to do, especially as minority men, as black men, mm-hmm. you know? We got to give back. We got to nice. set the culture. We got to set the tone. And if we don't set the future up for our kids, who will? Just taking it back great to point. sports in a minute— mm-hmm. When you look at an organization like the San Antonio Spurs, mm-hmm. you go from David Robinson, mm-hmm. then you go to Tim Duncan, then you go to Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is strategic because oh, yes. they're setting it up for the next 25 years. Very true. If you look from when David Robinson started to where Kawhi Leonard is now, that's a span of almost 25 years. Yeah. And that's what we have to do for our kids in the community. Very true. We can't just think about Tomorrow, we got to think about next year, very true. Next 10 years, you next five years. You always have to look years. at the longevity, you always, we'll always have to look, look at the at bigger at the, picture, absolutely. That's always true. look at the longevity and the bigger picture. So, with, with that being said, we went to the car show, we had a great time. And you know, right now, we're just planning some more events, we got some more things coming, gotcha. and uh, we'll be in a couple of schools by September. Um, gotcha. what people can do. They can go onto the Instagram mm-hmm. at Simeon's House. Simeon's House. Find any information. They can contact me. I'm on Sir. Instagram as well. Professor underscore OCK. Okay, they you They can heard find that. me. Professor and uh, Yeah, you know, reach out if anyone wants to build with the youth gotcha. or talk about the youth. Gotcha. I'm here. Most
0: definitely. I'm and about I pre- building. I appreciate what you're doing for the youth, brother. We need more Young men like yourself. Thank you, know, you sir. Mentor the youth, man. I appreciate you what you're doing for the children. And I want everybody to go check out Simeon's House. Make sure you go follow Simeon's House and reach out. You know, we gotta help one another, man. That's Absolutely. Exactly how it goes. And
1: also go to the website www.simeonshouse.org. And house. I just want to thank you also, Just for having me on here. Appreciate that. Just a brother. platform to not only speak about my organization but speak about the sports that we love. The sports that we love. And also, my beloved New York Knicks.
0: <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Brother Hawkman. I appreciate you coming through. And I want to give a big, big shout-out to my sound engineer, Yannick, a.k.a. Muddy Gold, from Trackhouse Productions. I love how you're hearing the uh, the smooth instrumentals. Great putting it together. So I want to give a big shout-out. Go follow him at Muddy Gold. Trackhouse Productions, Trackhouse Studios. Big shout out to him, man. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So this is the above the rim podcast episode 12 and we are yeah.